0: Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world.
1: We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We're so delighted to have you with us and today we are going to touch on and explore the topic of sustainable happiness Um, and I think Jenny you just shared with me a fantastic definition Um, so I, I will ask you and you can let
1: everyone else know what is sustainable happiness? I'm glad you asked me to do that because sustainable happiness isn't something that I actually really had thought about before Um, I found the work of this particular lady from Canada, Dr. Catherine O'Brien. She has done research into Creating sustainable happiness. And I thought, well, that's interesting because happiness is often just a fleeting moment. You know, it's 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 come and it's gone. Bluff. Whereas some of the other more pos- other positive emotions like joy, contentment, serenity, we can, you know, enhance and hold on to for a bit longer. So the whole concept of sustainable happiness was, was interesting to me. And she has done her research really looking at this from the perspective of education, how to support children in their learning environment, but it is equally as applicable to each and every one of us in this world we live in today. So her definition is that sustainable happiness is something that contributes to the individual, community, or global well-being, and does not exploit other people, the environment, or future generations. Now, that's a big statement, but it's basically stating that sustainable happiness is all about striving for well-being for all, which I absolutely love. And then she goes on to sort of say, well, it's about choosing to learn, to explore, and to put into practice those activities that build that sustainable happiness, Um, because it's going to raise your health and well-being, that of other people, and, of course, the planet, too. So for me, it ticks all the boxes. What do you think, Sarah? What does that say to you when you hear about sustainable happiness?
0: Oh, so I really love, it's almost like the, you know, first do no harm, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which I'm sure you're quite familiar with. On so many levels, it's... It does describe, I guess, how I feel about the work of happiness that we're trying to do. You know, obviously our or my focus is, is you know, happiness in the workplace. But the reason and I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again because it's I am so passionate about finding this core message. You know, the reason creating happiness at work is so important to me um, is kind of based on a, a similar question from Anthea Ong who, who, you know, helped me craft this idea that, you know, we know that the world of work is broken and breaking people. We've seen it over the last number of years and it was happening beforehand, but it's kind of come to a point. And what happens with that is if people give everything and leave everything at work or leave work with nothing else to give, then they can't focus on exactly what you described as the sustainable happiness of, you know, their, the individual or their community or the global levels of happiness. Um, you know, they, they can't, they don't have anything else to give to to making the, the world better for themselves, for people around them and, and for the wider world. And so I just believe in in what you've said so strongly um, and it's, I guess that's for me why happiness. I still keep coming back to it. I love all the other languages around it. But actually, if you if you take it in its holistic concept, which I think is how she's describing it, it is about all of those aspects. It's not just about the that instant gratification in the moment. Um, and so I love that as a as a description. And also that it's not hedonistic, you know, it's not at anything else's expense, right? It's It's coming at it from those those other areas, you know. Sustainability is is kind of it's not just a buzzword. I think it's incredibly important, but it has a heightened awareness, shall we say, at the moment. Um, So, for you, what does that mean when you're looking at it on all those levels? You know how do you how do you balance all of those? I wouldn't say competing needs, but say differing (laughs) needs.
1: (laughs) Different needs, but actually they all come together united. So. what what I get a sense of here is that as individuals going about our lives, going to work, doing whatever we do, um, we've got this heightened awareness of the importance of the choices we make throughout our Mm. days. Um, Mm. There are so many conscious things that we can do maybe a little bit differently. And when I'm talking about sort of consciousness and choices, it's about recognizing that we have become very wasteful as a species mm-hmm. and very messy mm-hmm. and very polluting mm-hmm. and very other things, you know, which which need to be done differently. Um, not just out of respect for um, each other, but for the the planet sustainability. So I think in terms of sustainable happiness, yeah, when 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 um the invitation is there to step up and participate whether it's at work or in a community setting, where you're working towards uh, restoring wasteland or choosing to reduce your impact or the landfill by mm-hmm. uh, not mm-hmm. overbuying too much food, which then goes gets chucked out, or buying too many cheap clothes which fall apart in two seconds flat mm-hmm. and then get sent off to landfill, all these small choices we make now down to the type of coffee cup we use when we're going to have a cup of coffee. um, We've we've moved a lot away from plastics because we're seeing the 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 devastation of microplastics, especially in our environment. So I think Mm -hmm. the idea of sustainable happiness for me is that we are sitting on the cusp of this massive opportunity to do things better. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing something that you know is good for you and everybody else, it gives you that sense of, yeah, this feels great and I'm going to continue doing it. And that draws other people in as well. So everybody else starts to get involved and want to do similar things. So I think it's 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 going to lead to a sort of mindset shift, if you like, to what we perceive as giving us a good, fulfilling, and thriving life. So for me, sustainable Mm -hmm. happiness, yeah, ticks all the boxes. It's good for us, it's good Mm -hmm. for people around us, and it's good for the planet. That's pretty
0: incredible, right? And I I really pick up on what you said and kind of drawing back to to one of our other episodes, using the term happiness, you know, that positive emotions, which gives us energy, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we have so much happening in our world and our media and our, you know, crises, shall we say? So the language, right, which which we know negative emotions and negativity gives us, it's an emotion. Mm-hmm. So it gives us some energy. But when we looked at, you know, that study, is it the Drucker candle experiment, you know, negative gives us some energy, but positive gives us so much more energy, right? And so maybe instead of the narrative being this scary, um, uh, angry, fearful world that we live in, if we use the term sustainable happiness, maybe we can activate that extra like 50% energy that comes from from positive emotions which I hadn't thought about before but just as yeah. you said that I thought yeah. oh, that kind of galvanizing and that um that moving forward and that reminds me um the book grow the pie by Alex Edmonds who's a an economist uh he, he was at London School of Economics I'm not. he may still be there now um and this book is about shifting you know that we don't have to choose purpose or profits planet or profits right that it's you're growing the pie so by doing better for everyone everyone gets gets better everyone gets more right and you know removing this kind of finite mindset um and that because organizations they really struggle right Mm. profit Mm. money it's very easy to measure Mm. you know you can see You can see, I get this in, I get that out. Now, obviously, that's a whole nother conversation about the economics of, is that really true? If you get this in and you get that out, it's not really like for like, but anyways. (laughs) But this idea, which I think I hear in the sustainable happiness description of, if we do, yeah, everyone benefits when we focus on everyone getting more or or everyone being better I think was the term you used which I like doing things better I like that a lot
1: yeah and there's another great book which I have to confess I haven't read yet but I'm going to read it because it sounds fascinating which just to me anyway it's called the positive psychology of sustainability Mm. oh I haven't come
0: across that shall we go
1: and read that (laughs) the author of this particular book is uh, a gentleman by the name of Victor Corral, C-O-R-R-A-L, Verdugo, V-E-R-D-U-G-O. And in this book, he talks about the fact that when we seek out or create more positivity in our lives Mm. or in the workplace, this is what sets us up for sustainable behaviours yeah. Which is an interesting take on it, isn't it? So sustainability in that you choose to undertake things, uh, rituals, habits that are going to set you up for the longer term in a good way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, when it comes when we talk about health and well being, we're always seeking that holy grail of how can we <laughs> manifest these these changes that we we want for ourselves. Um, which can sometimes feel so difficult to attain, but it's sometimes as yeah. simple as choosing to find more happiness or other positive emotion, which is going to give you that stimulus to get you there. We know, yeah, we know that happier people are healthier, enjoy greater well being, and live longer. So it, it, you know, it, it we, we know that from the science and the research. <laughs> but it's interesting because you know it's so often in many workplaces there's still this feeling that um the pursuit of looking for ways to create a more positive culture is a bit sort of soft and squidgy, and it's totally the opposite. It's it's really what's creating positive, sustainable. Future success in those businesses, so I think it's it is a a big shift in mindset that's um, required. We're starting to see it. We're starting to see the those institutions and organisations who have already put that into place, which is so great because then that's providing the social proof for others to go. Oh, what are you doing over there? Oh, that looks interesting. We might have a look at it ourselves (laughs) because we don't want to miss out.
0: Exactly. And I, and I also, I just want to reflect back on that piece about sustainability for people, right? So in business, as well as in, you know, we kind of look at our own sustainability, I think, just as our own personal responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. I, how can I, you know, Mm -hmm. and we, and we tend, I think we do that better than we have in the past. I would agree but actually from an organizational perspective or global perspective, even looking at how sustainable is your workplace, your work culture for your people. Um, And this is part of that, the the kind of the ESG, environmental, social and governance aspect, part of the kind of sustainable goals Mm -hmm. is, is thinking about the individuals in your organizations and how are you helping them To live a more sustainable life? Is your workplace a sustainable place for people to come to work? You know, and if you have really high turnover or if you have um, lots of people going off with burnout and stress, if you have all of those kind of key markers, then likely you don't actually have a sustainable working environment. Um, yeah, and my guess is if that's what's reflected in the people, it's probably reflected in probably the environmental um or the the process, the governance side of things. So my guess would be, um those are things. Do you have poor customer service scores? That's I think that's that can actually be like a a leading indicator of there's there's stuff broken behind mm. the scenes mm. there mm. Um, and so, so sustainability not just in an environmental way that obviously being a huge impact but if your people are not working in a sustainable way again how can they choose it's all about that 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 piece around executive function and how do we make good decisions and do we choose what's easier or what's right and you know if we're not well in ourselves what do we do well whatever is easiest whatever is fastest whatever is is right here right
1: it's so true we default to what we know what we've done mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely all the time rather than mm-hmm. looking for um a better way because it's going to take time and energy and effort to mm-hmm. to to nurture that new process to nurture that new habit and embed it so it becomes your your first choice rather than something that you can do when you think about it consciously yeah Mm.
0: (laughs) yeah right we have to we have to remove the barriers and make those the easy decisions as we help people absolutely make that come down that change curve right um so how do people create more sustainable happiness that's
1: the million dollar question really isn't it (laughs) how do they (laughs) do that (laughs) Okay, what's one? What's one thing? Let's 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 start with it. Yeah. Well, I think we'll go one thing. <laughs> I think there's so much evidence from the the research which has demonstrated uh, simple, easy tactics and strategies to raise um, mental well-being and and happiness in individuals and in teams. And I think we just have to go back to the basics and say, okay, what are those things that we as individuals can put in place, that we as teams can put in place. And to then um create that that joint venture, if you like, with the organization. Because I think particularly with the millennial generation who are, well, let's face it, they're the ones in charge these days. Um, really, you know, there's a great sense of we need to be doing things um that are right for society and the environment. Mm. So I think mm. when um, people are invited to to join in what an organisation stands for, in terms of its its values and its mission and everything else like that, then you you create that momentum of activity, which is going to lead to greater sustainable happiness. And I and I think we have to be realistic too that it doesn't happen over overnight. Um, it could take a number of years before that's actually fully achieved because you have to have everybody's buy-in you have to get everybody up to speed with what this actually means whether they're up for it whether they want to participate because obviously it's invitation um and then little by little to build on those sort of small steps of progression that uh nurture sustainable happiness so that Gradually, it just becomes the norm because we've created all those beautiful ways of doing and, and new habits that, that it just creates this um ever evolving thing, I suppose, called happiness that is sustainable. I love that. And I think what I heard you say
0: was... It's not about looking for sustainable happiness as a thing. I've written, as you were speaking, it's a way of doing things. A way of doing, yeah. It's not like mindfulness or fitness. You don't become mindful or you don't become fit and that's it, right? It's (laughs) practice mindfulness. You go to the gym, you exercise regularly. And I think happiness as a way of doing things then becomes sustainable rather than an ultimate goal or a trophy that Absolutely. you achieve.
1: You're not going to be able to put it on your mantelpiece. Let's put it like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shame. But <laughs> in mind, but that's the way. <laughs> yeah. Try. Yeah. Try. We try. Um,
0: yeah. And I think part of that is for me, the sustainability side of that right now is,
1: is slowing down. Yep. I think you're absolutely right. Couldn't agree more, in fact. Um,
0: yeah. So a much. bit about without exploiting,
1: the right, without exploiting other people yeah, or the world. Yeah. It's it's recognising your own boundaries yeah. um, and what you really want to achieve with your life and with your work and making sure that you go about that in a sustainable way so you're not burning out and you're not sort of. Um, burning bridges behind you or hurting people in the process. And I think that's the that's the key thing too. So a little less hustle and a little more (laughs) whoo is is what helps to sustain more positive emotions more often. Because what we're talking about here is not being happy all the time. It's it's Mm -hmm. giving us the potential to experience more positive emotion more often, because we know that is what leads us to feel better, do better. Everything gets better.
0: Yeah. And that's what gives you the energy, right? Oh, to it? make yeah. the individual change, the community change, yeah. the global change, the climate change, all of all those that. decisions. That. We make.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh. beautiful. What I'd like to know is who of our audience is is already practicing or is involved in some form of sustainable happiness activity we'd love to hear from you please share yeah. because you know we're, we're all learning here we're all looking for ways to fully thrive in everything we do and i think the more we can share ideas and concepts the more we all gain so oh absolutely love to hear
0: yeah. It would be wonderful. And, you know, with that idea of the kind of positive forward motion. Yeah. When someone else hears your great idea, that may give them the idea to build and to grow and to broaden and build, you know, the yes. whole positive Barbara Friedrichson theory. Right. Um right. sharing those ideas, you know, don't just keep them for yourself, share them, talk about them. Uh, and, and we'd love to hear.
1: That'd be brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found this session on sustainable happiness interesting. And until next time, we look forward to having your company then. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it
0: and you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes until next time stay safe stay happy and thrive in whatever you do